fire up that intro. I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice the microphones. The trade of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million. And I came to realize. These guys are funny. And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, is a some fidget of the best spare. gamblers I've come to know. If you're betting on USC and or TCU, let it be known, you are a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. And I hate to hear that. Tomorrow when we afternoon. come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU. Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track. Hello and welcome to the Box Lunch, which, of course, is sponsored by Betfred Sportsbook. I'm Remouse Paul Fritzner. You know the cast of characters and we just got through Off the Bench. Great show today, guys. It's yeah. fantastic. One of the best shows that we've done here on Off the Bench. Yeah. Casey, can you turn on the my headset? I can't hear myself. And I don't even know if my mic It's probably on. unplugged then. Uh-oh. Lordy. While he's plugging that in, can you send our good friend Mike Schmaltz a link to join this beautiful chat? Yeah. Uh -oh. Put that bad boy in there. I'll plug that in for you. All right. So that's what <laughs> we do on this show. We just we just scramble around. All right. So the big news here in Cincinnati, obviously, it was the, the topic of conversation throughout all of off the bench was the fact that the NFL rules committee came on out. The competition committee came out and they, they laid out what was going to happen with the Bengals and the bills no longer playing their game. That was scheduled for this last Monday. It's no longer going to be played. And the big news was that if the Bengals lose this Sunday, then there's potential that home field will be given to a coin flip, which of course seems non-copacetic to the National Football League. But here's what I'll say about the whole committee thing. Two things can be equally true. One, that out of this whole thing, we've talked about it all week, that someone was going to be left out. Someone was going to get the short end of the stick. And without a doubt, when you lay out the cards for everybody, that the Cincinnati Bengals got the short end of the stick. It seemed almost like the NFL started looking around at everyone this can affect and say, hey, we'll throw you a bone here, we'll throw you a bone here. The bone that the Bengals got was that they won the AFC North. And of course, what does the AFC North mean if you can't have a home playoff game? That can be true. But the second thing can be equally true. Bengals fans are getting bent out of shape for what seemingly feels like nothing if the Bengals win this game. And I'm beckoning Bengals fans to not cry. Do not install this excuse into if something does go wrong this Sunday. To be quite frank, if the Bengals don't beat the Ravens twice in a year, they don't deserve to have a home playoff game. We want to be thought of as a different plateau. Forever, everyone thought of the Bengals as this lowly NFL franchise. We thought that with Joe Burrow making the Super Bowl last year and everything that happened, that we are brought to this new pedestal. The team is getting to that new pedestal 
Fans have to now. If this same thing happened to a team that has been mystified in this area, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, why do they seemingly win all season long? We thought the Steelers were bad all season long, and here they are with a chance to make the postseason. Every year, they are in it. It's because they have a mentality as a franchise and as a fan base. If this same thing happened to the Steelers, do you think Pittsburgh sports shows would be sitting around crying about what happened to them, how the rules can negatively affect them? No. Do you think they do that in New England with the Patriots? No. Switching over to sports, do you think if something similar happened to this in Major League Baseball, you think St. Louis Cardinal fans would sit there and cry about things that possibly could happen to them? Absolutely not. So we cannot, as Bengals fans, I'm begging you guys, do not let the circumstances define you. Everyone, all they can do in your life is take care of your own business and not let the things that you cannot can control define you. And Bengals fans, do not let that happen. Am I off base for thinking that it is almost a loser mentality to look at this and say, woe is me? Yes. <laughs> Explain to me how. I mean, no, hang on. If we win let, this me, game, let me clarify. Let me clarify. Because you can use the same energy to just go blow through the rest of the teams. These, these are chips on your shoulder. Why are you getting rid of the chips on the shoulder? But it doesn't feel like it is weighing itself to a chip on the shoulder. When Joe Mixon puts out the rules, tweets out, this is the rules. Why aren't the rules applying to us? That doesn't feel like a mentality of we're just going to go out and win. That says, whoa, 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 what's going on? Why aren't you guys treating us fairly? It doesn't feel like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just go out and kick everyone's ass. It feels like the exact opposite. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I don't feel that way. I feel, I feel slighted already. I don't care if they don't pass it or not, that this is a chip on my shoulder. I'm going to be raging at this Bengals game. I'm Happy. pissed. Let's go, Casey. Raging like beers and, or raging and not, mad? And not to mention, you all know I hate the Ravens. Like, I actually genuinely hate the Ravens. There's some bad blood there. there and there's some bad so. blood. Rightfully, and rightfully so. so. The last time I was at a Ravens game, me and my boy Joe, <laughs> just, Joe Burrow went for 525. Yes, he did. Torched him. So... This game in particular, I feel like with what's happened with the Bengals, like Joe Mixon posting that comment, I genuinely think it's because they believe that it's a chip on the shoulder now. I really do. I don't think it's a loser's mentality to be like, I don't even think they're saying, woe is me. They're just pointing out the obvious that the league is not treating them fairly. The league has not held the team to the rules. And that, to me, is a, is, a, is a good enough reason to play for, to, to have a, to a bit of a more aggression or a bit of a more reason to win this game. Yeah, and, and I do understand. And this is, again, kind of where I go back to this and where I lie, is that if the Chiefs win on Saturday against the Raiders, if they go yeah. to Las Vegas and they win this game, if the Bills win their game, then all of this, to me, really becomes null and void. Yes, are, are we arguing about semantics here with the 2-3 and three seed? And yes, does this mean that the Bengals could have to go to Buffalo when maybe they could have avoided that? Yes, I understand that. But I'm going to say this for the third time in the two and a half hours 
stars of this show. At some point in this week, somebody was going to get screwed. There right. was no way that this was an ec- there, there was an equitable situation for this for all three teams involved, whether it was the Chiefs, the Bills, or the Bengals. Now, did the Chiefs make out the best of the three teams? Yeah. As it sits right now, yes, they did. As it sits right now with the way that this weekend is setting up, yes, the Chiefs made out the best of any of the three teams. Did the Bengals make out the worst? Potentially. Potentially they did. But I'm not sure what the counter-argument to that is if you're a a Bills fan or a Chiefs fan or even a neutral. And it's hard to look at that from this lens when we're sitting here in the city of Cincinnati – or quite literally in the city of Hamilton right outside Cincinnati, where you're trying to think about this and wrap your head around what could they have done? Could they have pushed the playoffs back a week? Could they have played the NFC playoffs and given the AFC a bye while the Bills and the Bengals played and then switched the next week? There were a lot of things on the table. And to be 100% clear with everybody, this hasn't even been approved yet. Right. It's 12.08. They're voting on it at noon. Maybe it already has. I, I don't know. I'm not on Twitter right now. Yeah. We're gonna. We'll I'll, probably I'll, break it live. On I'll this trust. Show. I'll trust the chat for that. But there's also a scenario here where the Bills aren't happy with the, with how this is playing sure. out. The only team that's just sitting back and not complaining is Kansas City. But if the Chiefs win, then if the Bengals hit, think about this. Everybody that's in the chat is thinking that the Bills uh, that, that the Bengals would have beaten the Bills. Yeah, that wasn't. That's not a foregone conclusion by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's not. But 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 bear with me here. Everybody that is arguing about the Bengals and the Bills game on Monday is arguing the fact that the Bengals would have beaten the Bills. Okay, so we'll play that out, all right? Sure. Say the Bengals beat the Bills or that the Bills would have forfeited, whatever. We'll count the Bills game as a win. The Chiefs are still the number one seed if they beat the Raiders on Saturday. If the Raiders lose, or if the if the if the Chiefs lose to the Raiders, then I will concede that people can have arguments and be frustrated. Then I will get it because then there will be very well earned and deserved frustrations. But right now, the way it sits with the Chiefs as touchdown plus favorites on the road against a bad Raiders team, if they get that done. I just don't think the Bengals are in as bad of a position as it seems like the public is making it out to be. Did they get, did they get the worst option the of, the of the three? Stick. Yes. I get it. But somebody had to get the short end. Right. I think you're waxing poetically about the, the same point that we opened the show with, that two equally true and important things, though as different as they may seem, are true. One, one team got the short end of the stick, and that is unapologetically the Bengals. Two, it all probably won't matter. We are arguing over semantics. We are looking over a minute, small percentage thing of happening. And more importantly, I hate that the fact that we are going against an AFC division rival with a home playoff game on the line, and all we're talking about is woe is me. I absolutely hate that. It's not woe is me, though. Even like I just want you to, to to listen to this. Even Katie Blackburn has come out and said, "Please do not vote on this. When you want to make rule changes, you do that in the off season." They're just completely making new rules for the Bengals. That is woe is me. No, it is not. It is not woe is me. 
It is not woe is me. It is what's fair and what is right is for them to follow the rules. Brandon Seho, you're pretty quiet over there. Yeah, I know you Brandon. have takes. Take a stand, Brandon. Give us a take. Tell us where you lie Draw on all this. Draw a line in the sand. Because people know you. People appreciate what you have to say. So t tell us what you're thinking with all this. I think the Bengals got the short end of the stick. Yes. It's all a very unfortunate situation, everything. And I'm glad that DeMar Hamlin, most importantly, is recovering and recovering the best mm -hmm. possible way is what we're hearing so far. When it comes down to, to playing the game, there's no way they were ever going to play the Bengals-Bills game again or resume it. I don't think that was possible. Just go out there and win. I mean, I, I, I want I, – I, I, I think they should have the home playoff game, the flip of the coin thing. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. If you're winning the division, I understand. If Just go out there and win. Just go out yeah. there and win. You get your one playoff game. Yeah, and the one thing I'll also say that really makes me mad and why I'm so furious about this is because the league is saying one thing. You better get your ass back out there and play that game if you don't want this shit to happen again. That is what they're saying. Think about it. If you don't want what to happen again. They're saying that if you if you if you want if you don't want this to happen again. So you're thinking the NFL is punishing the Bengals and the Bills for not playing the game? That's what they're basically telling us. They're the two that. But the NFL sort could have the made. They could have made. Off, no, yeah, they could have made them play this game. That's not their fault. Right. The NFL could have told the Bengals and the Bills to play this game. They're the ones getting the most screwed out in this whole thing. Well, they're they're the ones without a game, and that's where and they this, should be the ones that aren't punished. So this goes into the next point: is what was the NFL? supposed to do in this scenario let's lay out everything that they could have done everything that they shouldn't done and compare it with what they did do and the first thing that you could say as we saw rumors flying all week long about what was going to happen to this Bengals bills game brandon said it best when he said there was no way and they ever played this game that was the only way where you could have a one for one every team plays 17 games but what would happen for that to, to take place is you're going to have to prolong the postseason. That then affects 12 teams as opposed to two. Did the games were infinitely influential to the overall seedings of the AFC? Yeah, sure, but you can't affect 12 other playoff teams pushing back postseason, pushing back dollarships and marketing because of the postseason schedule, the playoff schedule. So that was off the books right hang from on, the get -go. Hang on, So you're saying... You're saying that the league couldn't take a hit in money. In I, money. The, when the they're farther one of the point, most that was a profitable franchises in the world. The side point was the money thing. The main point was is that they were gonna affect twelve other teams as opposed as opposed to affecting week. two. A bye week for all the other twelve teams. Well then the one seed turns into not playing for two consecutive weeks. They get two weeks off. I don't think anybody wants that. No. You want to get back out there and play. And you can't push the Super Bowl back because the Super Bowl has been planned for years and there's everything, the hotels, the food reservations, the events, Correct. the sponsors. There's no scenario in any of this anywhere because I saw some people suggesting it. There is no scenario anywhere. It was, it was never even an option to push back the Super Bowl. So because of that, you have to work around the fact that the Super Bowl is going to be played on that second Sunday in February. How do we get all of this to happen around that date so the simplest thing was as we all said from the get-go was to make it a no contest 
that was what it seemed like it was going to be, and that is what is probably still going to happen. As you said, they're voting on it right now to, to ensue that that does happen. But what were they supposed to do with the no contest, right? Just go off of winning percentages, which is what they do. And I think this is really what happened, is they looked around and said, let's make sure that everyone benefits from something. The Bills can still get the one seed. We'll fly, slide that their way. The Bengals, they get their chance to, to they, we'll give them the AFC North a division title. The Ravens, they were looking at a chance to, to possibly host a playoff game. We won't give them the title, but we'll still give them a chance to play a home playoff game if they beat a division rival twice in the same season. It was the least evil of all the options that you can have. It just so happened that the team that came out on the short end of the stick was the team that we all so very affectionately love and root for. Seems to happen a lot. Can you name another time? One other time has this happened. One other time has the NFL outwardly hurt the Bengals. Taking away their primetime games? Oh. That's... I mean... I mean, there's a, that is a lame... A lame answer. Yeah, I know that, but still, <laughs> but still, I'm just saying that. Why is it that the team that stood up the the had the bigger heart to stop the game? I mean, they were warming up. I I first off, I don't believe that there wasn't a small inclination that they didn't think that game was gonna not happen. I think there was probably something in the back of their mind that said. We're going to continue this game. Why else would Joe Burrow be throwing on the sideline? Why else would Stephon Diggs be yelling at his teammates to get ready? Let's get going. So to me, what this says about the league, it, it says a lot to me. It says that if you don't want to be put in this situation again, you better play your games. But, but the league was the one making the that team... decision, though, Casey. That's what we're trying to say. The league could have made the Bengals and the Bills play. Yeah, they could have. They could have figured this out. They could have made them play. I think the fact that it seems like you're almost insinuating that the Bengals are punishing one team for, for almost losing a comrade, almost losing a teammate, and the other team for canceling the game essentially as it as it seemed like it is the you insinuating well, that they're, that they're hurting well then reschedule it then it's not that easy then you're affecting 12 other teams by giving them bye weeks i don't see where the problem is with that why is that a problem do you did you do you want to play that bills game i do, do now I do now. At first, if we were going to follow the rules and go by winning percentage then the Bengals would have the third seed regardless but, but now we're in a spot where the Bengals might not even get the third seed. They might not even play a home game. So wait, wait, lose. okay, 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 wait. They do get the third seed regardless. They're just arguing about where the, where it's going to be. Played, so you, right? so your your whole argument here, then, from what you just said, is based on your frustration out of a potential Bengals loss to the Ravens on Sunday. Yeah, that could happen. See, but, that's, that's where the mentality... But see, I, that's, that's... That's where I'm arguing. Yeah, don't that's let Reed's that, point. Don't let that... Leave that door open. Don't let... Leave that door open. That's not what winning French franchises do. And if we want the Bengals to be thought of in the NFL as we so are desperately clamoring for, for all the national media to start respecting our Bengals, then we've got to leave 
that mentality in the rearview mirror as it seemed like the team has. Now us fans have to follow suit. I do want to say Ben Riley, who has been donating all over the place, another $20 super chat. Look, as a computer scientist, you learn very quickly that there's no perfect algorithm and no rule has, quote, perfect scope and no end user is perfectly rational. Zero-sum games equals one person will get screwed even with draws. We all week, all week we talked about someone was going to come out with the short end of the stick. We cannot now sit here and complain about it that it is our team. Will you be happy, Casey, with how this all in the end will look? Hindsight being 2020 on Monday morning when we walk in here to do off the bench at 10 a.m. with Tom Brenneman. <laughs> will you be happy looking back at the weekend if the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals all win? Will you at least be like, all right, or no? Well, again, now we're, we're wrapping back to my other point on the show. Why isn't there a coin flip for the second seed for the Chiefs and the Bengals? I could get behind that one because yeah, the, that, that, the I that could is, get behind that one because the I mean, Bengals because I, the Bengals beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs lost to both the Bills and the Bengals and somehow end so up the best in all. That, so that, I would is, give that, that to is you. the one oversight about this whole thing. That if we're gonna give the Ravens an opportunity to host a playoff game for beating the Bengals twice, yeah. then we should do the yeah. same for the Bengals against if, the Chiefs. But you, once again, we can't look at it that way. If if you would allow me to refocus my argument, because I did kind of get out there. The floor is yours. <laughs> The, my issue Wait, is kidding. the consistency of the proposal. It is so against the Bengals. There's no coin flip for the Bills Chiefs or Bengals Chiefs. There's, there's none of that. It's just for the Bengals and Ravens. That's not fair. And I understand it's a loser's mentality on your end. I, I'm starting to get around to that. Mm -hmm. It just took took you beating it in my head for a couple times. <laughs> I was just so pissed off. Yeah. But it's the Sudafed, Casey. <laughs> it's the Sudafed. I'm just upset. And let me tell you this. I would not be upset if the Bengals came out and said, relax. But when I see Joe Mixon and I see Katie Blackburn all having issues with this, that's where I get, uh, that's where I have a problem. I was I will say as a Bengals fan that I was most upset not at the rules outcome, which I was upset about because, like I said, we're on the short end of the stick. But I was most more upset that Joe Mixon put out the rules, put, screenshotted the rules. Because I feel, and this is me almost taking a shot at our starting running back, which I don't want to do, that feels sums up what Cincinnati fans have been for decades. Right then, right there, and that adds fuel to the fire over maybe we aren't getting to that next level as a team to where we are worrying about the circumstances around you. And I will beckon this for everyone in your everyday life that if you only worry about the things you can control, you will live a much better and more fulfilling life than if you worry about what other things are affecting you. Can right. And like what? Sorry. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh, this is just completely random, but how excited are you guys for a Bills-Bengals AFC championship at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh as a neutral site? 
Would it be it, in Pittsburgh? It would be, it would be it at would. a dome. It would be at a dome. It'd have to be in Indy, I'm right? Just, no, I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to think of places that Detroit, are like in between. Fellas, uh, it wouldn't be at a be neutral site, guys. Detroit, Indianapolis, or... It well, would not be at a neutral site. It would only be, be at Buffalo. Be, yeah, it would only be between the Chiefs. So, let me, Indy, let me, that let awesome. me pose this Indy. question. Yeah. Let me pose this question. God, I would and be we'll so get, fired up. We'll go into the Bengals-Bills in a little bit. But let me pose this question. So, they are voting, and we haven't seen anything, to our knowledge that um, a vote has been concluded. Katie Blackburn is actively whipping votes for the owners right now so that they they can reconvene on this whole rules. What happens if the vote comes out no? It's Friday. What happens? They, yeah, they're in trouble. They play tomorrow. Yeah, and they have to figure something out by to tomorrow. Today. Well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Is it going to be like a murder trial when <laughs> I mean, the jury can't figure out whether the the defendant is guilty or not guilty, is that what it's going to be? They're going to lock themselves in a room and figure out what to do here? I mean, what happens with the NFL if this is a no? I thought they already declared that it was a no contest. That, that's my first my first thing. And then if that's the case, do they just go to the rule book like Joe Mixon posted? Like I think that's the only thing they can do, right? Well, if it's a no, they're going to have to figure something out. And it's going to have to be incredibly quick. The NFL put itself in this position, whether they like it or not, we were wondering all week, why haven't they said anything about this Bills-Bengals game? Why haven't they discussed what the full layout is? Then they drop it on a Thursday evening to vote on it on a Friday at noon simply for the games to happen the next day. It took them three days to get to this point. And now we're going to, if it is a vote of no, we're going to have to figure it out in 24 hours where we go from here. They put this upon themselves, yeah, they this did. impossible situation. They did. They absolutely did. And, and I, uh, go ahead. And let me caveat I think it's going to pass. I do think it will pass. And I, if I had to guess if it's going to pass, it's going to pass like 30 to 2. I, I, who's the other one? I, Who else I, says no? Well, I mean, or are you just saying that like the Bengals will say no and there's probably somebody else? Right. Somebody else will go like, ah, sure, I'll, I'll be a contrarian and, and, and write no. Because all the NFL owners know the exact same thing that I just laid out. And that is, if it is a no, the NFL is in a much worse spot than it is right now. Yeah. And it's in a bad spot right now. But if you vote no, you are in a world of problems as the National Football League. The one thing I will say, I see it in the chat. Somebody suggesting Detroit. The game will not be played if it's a neutral site at Ford Field. They're renovating or changing or replacing installing, the turf, replacing yeah. the, the turf on the field. So. You got to love the Detroit Lions scheduling, replacing the turf during the <laughs> postseason. Just no faith whatsoever in, in having a home playoff game. It's like when you see Major League Baseball teams schedule outdoor concerts in October because they're like, well, we can still get the good weather in October, you know, before it gets real cold. Right. Red scheduled Top Golf. Yeah, the yeah. Reds had Top yes. Golf at, at the stadium in October. Yeah, that's exactly right. You, you try and get the last drops of juice out of your outdoor venues that you can. Sure. And this one's an indoor venue, and they did it in, although I feel like you. Lions sneak in. They get a they, well. They won't play at home, so it doesn't matter. They won't play at home. They won't play it, at home. The, the, if it comes down to neutral sites between you know the Bengals and Chiefs, which is the only way that there would be a neutral site for for uh, the AFC Championship, there's what three sites: Atlanta, Indy, well not Detroit, so two sites. It's got to be an indoor field, so it'd be it, it, it would have to be Indianapolis. Yeah, that just makes the most sense. And how fast would we be there? Uh, hey, in a heartbeat. Paul, so will you fast. will you tell Mike I sent a new link? Okay, I'll tell him right now. So let me. Go into one quick point before we let on Mike and we, we diverge box lunch. 
and it is if the Bengals and the Bills play in the divisional round or at any point in this postseason, regardless of where it's played, regardless of the time at which it is played, will it be – am I a fool for thinking that it will be the highest-rated NFL football game sans the Super Bowl in the history of the NFL? Is that me just believing something – as a Bengals fan, that, that maybe we're not as big of a brand as I sometimes think, but just all the circumstances surrounding that Monday night football game, it was billed as the best Monday night football game in two decades. And then the game started out great, and then obviously what happened to DeMar Hamlin, and it has been the news story of the week, not just in sports, but in the entire country has been DeMar Hamlin. And now we have an opportunity to see that game, which looks so electric for the first 10 minutes. Now we have a chance to see it with the postseason on the line. Am I crazy for thinking that that might be the highest viewed NFL game that is not the Super Bowl of all time? I don't think that's crazy at all. This was the most watched Monday night football game in the ESPN era. Now, granted, that includes the ratings after the injury until Scott Van Correct. Pelt took it over from the studio. But either way, still, you're talking about a, a situation – uh-oh. Did we go off there? You're good. Okay. We're talking about a situation where uh, you have two teams doing this that we didn't get to see a full game out of on Monday. And these two teams were already linked before this game because of the Bengals getting Andy Dalton, getting the Bills into their postseason for the first time in 20 years. And now they have two of the best young quarterbacks, two of the three best quarterbacks in the National Football League. We saw 10 minutes of it, and it looked electric. And then DeMar Hamlin – and obviously what happened with McDermott and Zach Taylor after the game, and now we're going to see him in a winner-take-all game to finally conclude it. I mean, if you're a fan of the Worldwide Wrestling Federation or building up anything, getting a beautifully marketed game, this is as good as it gets okay. between the Bills and the Bengals. So I have a few Zach Taylor quotes. He's talking to the media right now. I have a few quotes from him on what he just talked about with, with all of this that we have talked about throughout the whole show. Zach says... These are three quotes. Let us play seven home games and nine road games and then try to take a home playoff game away. That's what this team is built for. Opportunities lost for us that we had a shot to control. Positives for a lot of teams and not any positives for us. But we have to just control what we can control and go win on Sunday. And then as opposed uh, uh, talking about the Katie Blackburn memo to the league opposing this whole proposal, Zach Taylor said, quote, it was awesome. They've got this team's back. Someone's got to fight for you. Clearly not the league. Not mincing his words. No, absolutely. going. And I it. don't blame him. I don't blame him either. But as fans, I'll say it again. Leave it in the rear view. You know, uh, just, just a, a, sad, a sad thought I, I had that um, kind of sucks. Um, that out of all this, what it's done, especially to the Bengals fans, is that it made us even more divisive amongst us. They're splitting the party. Us, amongst us and amongst the NFL. I mean, we were united with Bills fans, and all over my page right now is other Bills fans just calling us out and just saying, like, yeah. why are you upset? And that, oh, it got, that, a, that it got is, real it, ugly last night. It got yeah, real ugly it, last it, night. It, it did get really ugly, and that's one thing that I really didn't want to see um, – I, I like uh, – I, I love, I should say, the fact that the Bengals were touted as one of the better fan bases, one of the more 
relatable and uh, caring, kind Midwestern fan bases. And now it's uh, this whole situation has just turned it into something really ugly. Um, not to kind of get somewhat off topic, but th what, just what Zach Taylor said just makes me feel like that's not just the sentiment within fans, but it's in the sentiment within the league. Like, what if they, this is like a, you know, a moment for them? Because why would I, – I wouldn't expect Zach Taylor to kind of even point out the fact that they were at a disadvantage. You know, it doesn't see – that's out of character to, for him to say something like that. It's in character for him to say that they're built for it, but it, it's what you kind of said before. It's like the the whininess, I guess, of it. The Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. What well, I well, I'll tell you one thing about um, you mentioned about the divisiveness and um, the Bengals kind of having a good reputation amongst other fan bases in the league for um, being a, a nice fan base, uh, not overbearing fan base. That's going to go away in a hurry because you know why we are told that? It's because we're little brother. All these other fan bases, they're not threatened by the Bengals. So, of course, you're like, yeah, the Bengals, they're, they're not bad. It's the same reason that Bengals fans, quite honestly, don't overtly hate the Chiefs right now because we beat them three times in a row. If they beat us three times in a row, they'd be hit, hit number one most wanted, number one we want to kill. But instead, we're on the other side. You downgrade the people that you think you're above them. And that is why we are thought and good graces amongst other fan bases. They look at us as not worthy of hate, of not worthy of competition. And as the Bengals continue to win games with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Zach Taylor, the whole crew, the whole cast of characters, we will get hated more and more and more. That's how you know you've made it as a team when teams start calling you lucky, when teams say, oh, the refs got them again, or... The NFL loves these guys. That's how you know you made it as a team, when you are hated, when you're despised, and when people call you lucky. And I'm looking forward to that day as a Bengals fan, standing on top of the hill, defending everything that is the Bengals against all the other fan bases. I hate being little brother, and that's what we are. I will say this, too. If the Bengals manage to keep winning and winning and they do win a Super Bowl, this will also oh. be one of those – you know, we did we did this under these circumstances, and everybody else is going to call it a Mickey Mouse Super Bowl because they didn't have to play the Bills in the regular season. That's true. Yep. Let them. <laughs> Let them. Let all the detractors take away from you, and all you can do is go on the field and win games. All you can do as a fan is watch your team and support them. And when you beat the other teams, then you can start throwing some credit then. This goes into why the Steelers aren't threatened by the Bengals. Steelers fans hate the Ravens and they hate the Browns. You ask Bengals fans who are least favorite fan bases, it's the Steelers all the way. It's because they've won the league for seemingly every gosh darn year. Meanwhile, they don't even think of us as a threat. The whole NFL will see us soon the way that we want to be seen. Oh my God. And let's get to, to Mike. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Can we... Yeah, you can go ahead. Go, go ahead and intro him, but I've got to. Okay, Mike Schmaltz is right now. I cannot wait for the people to see what Mike Schmaltz is wearing. He looks, he's a real he looks man. Great. He's a real <laughs> man, that's for sure. 
And we're going to have Schmaltzy. He's going to talk. We're going to talk what? A little college basketball? We're going to talk some picks. He's got a lot of picks. He's got a lot of NFL picks for the week. So for those of you who are new uh, to the show and don't know Mike, because Mike, we have our... I know you can hear us right now, Mike. We have our largest audience by far. We have 300 people in here right now watching the show live. The chat has been popping all morning long. Uh, Mike joins this show every Thursday, but yesterday he couldn't join the show. I said, you know what? We can push it to tomorrow. I want to bring you in and give you all your glory. And look at this. The Sunkissed Fiesta Bowl. Wow. Look at this yeah, shirt. Guys, Are you this is the 19, it's the 1988 Notre Dame version the last <laughs> national championship for the Irish. Was that the and last bowl we're game we played? since we the national championship this week, or Monday, I thought it appropriate. You know, Les Pritchett, Mike Stonebreaker, Chris Zorich, an awesome defense. Tony Rice was a quarterback. I mean, is it going to get any better than that? It hasn't been any better than that since, to be honest with you. Mike? Is that the last time that Notre Dame's won a big bowl game? As a Notre Dame fan, is that yeah, the last probably, time? Yeah, Nineteen so. Let's see the sweatshirt, Mike. Just give the people a you chance to take a screenshot of this sweatshirt. <laughs> it looks great. Mike, I'm going to throw, little... throw something at you that it's I just fiesta. thought. It's like a fiesta has exploded on my chest here. <laughs> the Notre Dame Fighting Irish have not won a big bowl game since the early 90s. Oh, oh no! no! He might be getting a phone call. Oh, no. Maybe he's getting a phone call. He, hopefully, he's getting a phone call. Hopefully, he's getting a phone call. We'll bring Mike Denver back Smith, in here in a second. Thanks for the super chat. We'll Bills bring, fans. We'll bring, Bill. we'll bring Mike back in here in a second. Denver Smith with the super chat. Said he's a Bills fan. Y'all got shafted. I'm sorry. Thanks, Denver Smith. We appreciate the, the love, but we're not going to harp on it. No. We're not going to say we got shafted. I was going to say this to, to Mike, and I'll bring it up if we get him back on the show. So... That was seemingly, I think, the last time Notre Dame has won a big bowl game since the early 90s. And we got them back. We so got we them can, back. We can bring this point to them. Oh, okay. we got Another you. thing is, you know, we there talked we about the Porsche last week. So this is the uh, space that I'm thinking about parking the Porsche in. When it, when <laughs> it was ready. good. It's Porsche. We were, we were corrected on Porsche that yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you know what? If I'm buying it, I'm going to call it whatever I want. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Mike. Do you think that the movie yes. Rudy has cursed Notre Dame? They have not won a big bowl game since the movie Rudy came out. No, I don't think so. I think it's because it embraces all the great qualities about the Notre Dame program that I have grown to love. Underdog, guy gets in there, does his thing, does the right thing, program guy. It's, a, it's the epitome of a program guy. How could you hate that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Greatest movie So, ever. Mike, you had some picks that you gave us that I read off yesterday on the show. Yeah. Rutgers won. Queens University won. You're Queens. giving out winners. Queens. Queens. First year in Division One, they get it done. You have a litany of picks for us today for the NFL season. <laughs> uh, sports betting. This is the first time that you've been on since sports betting is legalized and launched here in the state of Ohio. So, tell me first, before you give me your picks for the weekend, how has this week been for you? Are you financially surviving? And how have you handled all of this sports betting this week? It's been uh, very hard not to impulse bet, you know, on this live betting. That's that's a tough one. And then I've also realized that, you know, we've got buzzer beaters. We've got Hail Mary passes. The half point is the most exciting thing in sports. By far. I mean, it has it replaced anything that will happen competitively. The wagering half point is the most exciting thing for me. All it's right. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. All it's right. Anguishing. It's like, are we going to hit it? Are we not? But this live betting thing is, is really, I've got to kind of keep my finger off the trigger. It's fun, though. 
It, it is. is fun. Gamble responsibly. All I right. like the also I like the I like the Fred bets. Thanks for the Fred bets. That's hey, good stuff. We love it. Bet Fred Sportsbook. Bet Fred Sportsbook. Sponsor the show. We best love it. sports We're not just saying this because they pay us money to. It is actually the best sports book, the sports book of Cincinnati. Yep. All right, Mike. No, there's a lot out there. I, I like the diversity. I mean, you can bet on anything. And I was yeah. joking around with Paul the other night. I said I might start betting cricket, and certainly enough, there's cricket on there. So it's <laughs> kind of scary. I got to stay off of that stuff. Absolutely. So what do you have for us? Cricket sevens. All right, here we go. Well, we I've gone uh, I've gone football because of the Fiesta Bowl celebration. Love it. Right. Love it. All right, North Dakota State, South Dakota. We're playing for the FBS championship too. Let's not forget that. FCS. FCS. FCS, FBS, whatever it is, they're playing for it, okay? Well, so okay. let's bet on it. Let's make right. on football. If they're going to play, right, might so as well. North Dakota State won the first one 23-21, right? Or the Jackrabbits. Or Jackrabbits won the first one 23-21. <laughs> they already played this year? Yes. So mm-hmm. the Bison are getting five and a half at 110. Let's take them. Let's go Bison. Let's go Bison. Let's go Bison. All right. How about that? How about that? How about that? We're taking the five and a half. That okay. was a two-point game. I don't have any stats for you. So here's the uh, – I got I got into the weeds on this uh, national championship game. Mm-hmm. George is minus 12 and a half, 110. TCU over under 63, minus 110. I needed a better deal for Georgia. I don't know. None of these defenses held up over the weekend, right, the semifinals. Right. We had, what, very close games. So I don't know if the defense is going to hold up. I wanted a better deal, so I went to the Betfred – Sportsbook, of course. We got an of alternate course. spread. I kind of came up with TCU 15 and a half plus 15 and a half at 150. I think we got a little bargain there. So TCU 41 points a game. Georgia 39 points a game. Defense gives up 26 for TCU. Georgia gives up 15 a game, but that didn't hold up. Ohio State put up 42 on them. Rush for 114, pass for 348. TCU passes for 270. I think there's value there. I okay. think we go TCU 15 and a half. So you think they can cover the two touchdowns? There that are in plus territory, I think 10 and a half was plus 100 for okay. TCU, but I don't, I don't know if that holds up. But let's take the cushion and hope TCU keeps it close. All right. Right? All right. All I'm right. with you. We're that? with you. Anybody How? got anything for that? Do we concur? Do we like that? It's so, supposed to be an exchange here when I do this. I like, I like Georgia in that game, and we'll get into that pick on, on Monday. The 60 points, that's a lot of points. Yeah, the, yeah, right. that's a, that's a, it's a lot of points. But I love the I love Georgia at twelve and a half. I like Georgia a lot to keep it. I think they win by two touchdowns. Fifteen and a half might be the number. It might be the number for. It might be a fourteen point game. Might be a fourteen point game. But if I can sway it, yeah, go TCU. Georgia. Yeah, exactly. So TCU lives on like the big play, but still, the their backup running back had a hundred yards in that game, and they replaced the thousand yard rusher for the season. So the line's good. It's kind of go back to the old Denver Broncos when they threw like anybody in there and everybody ran for a thousand yards. Yeah. Yeah. I think the line's decent. Could hold okay. up. All right. Okay. Let's go. All right. NFL. Bengals, Baltimore. Bengals minus seven, 115. Bengals got to play for something here. I think they're going to crush Baltimore. That's going to be an easy cover. Now that line's moved okay. to 10. Okay. Well, I got it at seven with my. There it is. Yeah. Locked it in. That's a heck of a lock in. That's a heck of a lock in. Good for you. You can move it all you want right now. I'm in. That's you it. locked in. So, you know, Keyed it in, baby. You want. I think 10 doable. And here's why Bengals are seventh pass offense, 252 yards a game. The Ravens against the pass are 29th. They give up 173 yards a game, 19 touchdowns. The Ravens have given up through the air. 
Ravens really good against the rush. Give up 94, but the Bengals average 94 a game, and they've scored 13 on the ground. So take the 10. Yeah, I'll take the 10 too. Maybe I'll double up. I like the 10. I do too. I think the Bengals make it stomp the Ravens this make weekend. It 40. Yes. Because we're not Let's losers. Let's go for it. I love, I love okay. losers. But now we're playing, what, a, it would be a neutral site, apparently, if they had to end the season today type of thing for the championship. Oh, there's – it's a whole – I the Players Association to vote on this. It's a whole mess of a disaster of everything that we've spent the last two and a half hours talking about. When you get off here, if you have three hours, just, just replay this live live show and yeah. you'll get caught up. Yeah. Yeah, I do want to hear that. Sorry about that. I had the other thing to do. I didn't want to do it. Work. Had to do it. The other job? Right, right work. Right. But yeah, it funds the rest of all of this. Sure. Okay. Which is great. It funds sure. your ability to come on here and, and share Absolutely. these winners with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so my other, big, uh, my other big NFL take for this week, I like Raiders are uh, plus nine. Right this week, I think they're going to mm -hmm. do that. I think the Raiders cover. That was my other one of my free Fred bets, going right to the Raiders. So do you think that the Raiders have a chance to beat the Chiefs this weekend outright? I don't know if they beat the Chiefs, but they stay within the, the margin. They get the, okay. They're within nine. Okay. They played pretty well last week against San Francisco. Now, Stidham's got something on tape, so people are going to know what it is. But the Chiefs are struggling a little bit to score right now. The Chiefs have played bad teams not well. They've almost lost, what, three consecutive games to bad teams? I like, I like yeah. the Raiders to do it again. I, I, I'm a bigger fan of the Raiders than most. Raiders playing for the playoffs. Also, and apparently Tom Brady's going to go there again. They were in the hunt for him last year. So if they, they clear the hurdle, get back in the playoffs, Brady's going to quarterback there next year. Should they just Write trade outright? Derek Carr for, for Tom Brady straight up? No, I, I think it's a release situation. They're going to get rid of Carr, and they're going to bring Tom Brady in. Heard it here Heard first. This morning. Heard it here first. Heard it here. Okay. What else you got? You got any Ivy League so basketball? Got. We got a light basketball day. My big day yesterday was Queens. That was my big pick of the day. That it's hit. That smacked. You don't like Brown to beat Harvard? Yeah. Not an Ivy League guy? Let's say uh, I'm a Harvard guy. Tom, what's that? Tommy Amaker, right? Duke mm. guy? Coaching Duke Harvard? Guy. Yeah. Harvard oh. wins that conference more often than not. Jeremy Lin. What number we got there? I what's the I number don't. there? Uh, it's, it's probably a pick em. Harvard's not very good this year, and that game is on no. the road at Brown, so I'm assuming it's a pick 'em. But Reed oh, will get you don't, it. You don't go into you don't go into Rhode Island and expect to come out with a win. That's <laughs> no. a fact. Nobody goes nobody goes to <laughs> Brown and Rhode expects Island's to win a, a game. Beautiful, beautiful place. Rhode Island's a beautiful place. A lot of room to stretch your arms out. Tommy Amaker, the aura of Coach K. Let's just take it. Mike, success uh, just dripping off the man. I'm getting a question here in the chat. Everett Henry wants to know a gut reaction. The Giants are 14-point underdogs uh, this weekend. Do they cover against the Eagles? Oh, that's a tough one. So Jalen Hurts playing or not? Jalen Hurts is playing. The Giants are playing nobody. The Giants are resting their starters. Oh, the Giants are resting their starters? Yeah, the Giants don't have anything more to play for. I don't think they cover them because we don't want to get anybody hurt. If they're not going to play their guys, it's not worth it. So, but the Eagles win by more than 14, is what you're telling me. Ooh, I don't know. What are, they, are the Eagles, who are they playing? They're playing the Giants. The quarterback? They're, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I meant personnel-wise. See, this I, is why I dig in. I do stuff like this so I can answer these questions better. Okay. I think Jalen Hurts is playing. The Giants are playing nobody. Starting nobody. Who's the Giants quarterback? Who cares? Yeah. Brother Mike. Wayne. 
Mike Francesa, who cares? I don't know. Well, who's, I don't who know. They gonna, who's back there? We don't even know. We don't know. Daniel Jones is not, so I don't know who they're yeah, back Yeah, that's what is. I'm saying. So who's the, you know, if they got a decent quarterback, maybe they cover the 14. Terod, is it Terod Taylor? Oh, uh, Terod Taylor's Terod. not it a is, bad it is. it is Terod Taylor. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right, I'll take Tyrod Taylor. I think he can do it. <laughs> He's been around. Terod. Is that Let's the most go. outrageous pr- name name pronunciation correction of all time? Yeah. It when was he like, came out and was like, uh, actually, everybody, my name's Terod. Yeah. And we it were was all like, like what? He was in the league for like six years and then just ran. Yeah. Yeah. His name's Terod, not Tyrod. He, all throughout college, his first six years in the NFL, people called him Tyrod. And eventually, just like on a random Tuesday, someone was like asking him a question. It was just some random reporter goes like, Terod. He's like, actually, my name's Terod. I just never corrected anybody. And either that's the funniest like bit that he's ever done in his life and it's not true. And he's just like, I'm just going to throw everybody off the scent for a while. Or just the greatest name correction. Just let it slip for eight years. Well, it's the same thing with Alvin Kamara. It's either Kamara is right and and it wasn't Kamara or it's Kamara. The Kamara-Kamara thing it's Kamara. Okay, so then everybody that has said Kamara forever was wrong. Yeah, but the Tarod thing is funny. Just randomly on a random Tuesday, it's just like, yeah, my name's Tarod. Yeah. Tyrod. So, oh well. I like Tyrod first because it's a NASCAR term. There's Tyrods in the car. Right. And we know you're a, a NASCAR guy. If, Only a few more weeks for Legato. Let's go. Joey's back. There are some futures out there. I'm not ready yet, though. Okay. They're out there. Mike. All right, Mike. I'll give you those. We appreciate you. We appreciate but you. Know you. What? Oh, go ahead. Here's my thing. If you're if you're scoring points and you're helping us cover the spread, which helps us make money, we'll call you whatever you want. You can be Tyrod, you can be Tyrod, <laughs> you can be Kamara Kamara. It doesn't matter. Just do your job and help us cover. Cover fourteen. Okay. We'll Get the call job you done. You want. Right. I'll wear a I'll wear a phonetic sweatshirt. If you want to be Kamara, I'll put that on. <laughs> whatever makes you feel better. Just Wait help somebody. us cover the spread. Absolutely. Do uh. your job. <laughs> you're I'm the gl- man, Mike. M- Mike, I'm glad you're. All you're right, guys. In our- thanks. See you, Mike. Let's have see a Mike. Weekend. Let's have ourselves a weekend, Mike. See ya. We'll see ya. See ya. All right. So we are on a crusade to actively bankrupt Fred. <laughs> Whoever Fred is, he is in a world of hurt after Mike gets his picks in. Yeah. We All are right. that we are actively in a crusade to bankrupt Fred. Which, speaking of it, let's go in the vault. Let's, let's go, go in the vault. We don't do picks of the day here because that's what everyone does. We go in the vault to get out some money. To get out some money. So you guys, Brandon, who knows puck, Seho knows puck, and Casey, it. whose parlays almost always almost hit, will have something up for us here in a second. I've got a few a few primer picks. To get us going on the NFL slate. Okay. So the first one that I like. All right. I like the Saints to cover three and a half against the Panthers. The Saints are coming off of a win over the Eagles. Andy Dalton has played very well as as of late. I'm a big Andy Dalton guy. System play? I don't know if it's a system play or not. I just, I'm high on the Raiders. I'm high on the Saints. Um, If you want to go into the system, the Vegas has been too throughout most of this year. Um, so I like the Saints to cover three and a half against the Panthers. I think the Saints just have a little bit more to play for. Andy Dalton, I believe, if you guys don't know this or not, he wins the last week. Think about all the last week of the season games that he had. He beat the Browns and Baker Mayfield when they were looking to get in the postseason. He beat the Ravens when they were looking to get in the postseason to get the Bills in. Andy Dalton on senior day is tough to beat. 
So the the other pick I like, I like the Seahawks minus six. You guys gave this in uh, in your pick them. They've got a lot more to play for. They win, and the the Lions win. They're in the postseason. I know that Baker Mayfield and the Rams have looked good over the past few weeks. I think the Seahawks, who have been slumping, just got a lot more to play for. They're at home. I think they cover six. And then finally, the Packers get into the postseason outright as they cover against the Detroit Lions. I made a take several weeks ago that neither the Lions nor the Jaguars were going to make the postseason. That is teetering on a lot of things this weekend, one of them being the Packers winning outright four and a half. So those are my three picks of the night. I don't have any Ivy League action, though. If you take this arm and you twist it, I'll bet it. If somebody, okay, before I say my pick again, because we have a lot of people coming in and out of the chat here. In the chat at the top, there is a pinned comment. Correct. To win Bengals and Ravens tickets. You have to be in our Discord to win those tickets. It's two tickets. You'll sit with all of us at the Bengals and Ravens game on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Join the Discord. We're picking tomorrow around noon. Okay. Disclaimer. Done. You give your football picks. Seho knows Puck. He's going to probably give an NHL pick. Don't want to speak for him. Yes. So I'm going to stick to what I know, or maybe don't know that well, given Paul's pick of the day. Yeah. I'm going to pick some college basketball. What do you got on the college hoops? What do you uh, got on the hardwood? Okay, so there's no lines available yet for the weekend. So what I'm going to do is give some suggestions of things to look for. Right now, the, the computer projections are usually pretty close. Right now, Kentucky is projected to be a six-point underdog against Alabama. If that line is six or less, I would maybe even take it up to seven, but I don't know if I would take seven and a half. God, take Alabama. Take Alabama. Take Alabama. Take Alabama. West Virginia probably going to be a small home underdog against Kansas this weekend. West Virginia desperately needs a win for their NCAA tournament resume. I'm not saying that West Virginia is going to miss the tournament because they look very good in all of the computer rankings right now. They're good in the net. They're good in Ken Palm and all of the uh, predictive metrics and everything else. But West Virginia low-key needs a win. And this is a spot at 6 o'clock on ESPN Plus at the Coliseum on Saturday night, kind of hidden underneath the NFL and everything else, that West Virginian Bob Huggins just Bobby. wears you down and wins a game like this. Look for the Mountaineers. Arkansas at Auburn. I don't have a pick here except potentially the over um, in that game. And Texas at Oklahoma State. Texas just firing Chris Beard. Uh, Rodney Terry is going to coach the rest of the season in the interim. I might. The Cowboys. Cowboys potentially as one-point favorites in that game. And the last one, Iowa State on the road at TCU. I think this is going to be a long 48 hours for TCU between – or 72 hours between basketball against Iowa State at home and then the national championship. I think Iowa State goes on the road and wins it after an emotional win for TCU at Baylor the other day to get their first real big win of the season. TCU probably going to be four-point uh, favorites in that one. I'll take Iowa State mm -hmm. in the points because TCU might be able to win a close game. I'll say this before we get to Seho and Casey about gambling. We always gamble responsibly here. Absolutely. Our big thing is that this is for entertainment purposes only. If you're going to watch a game and want to throw a little bit of scratch on it, that's your right to do so. We, you know, Betfred Sportsbook, they sponsor this show. We love what they do. They do a good job. Get, please gamble responsibly. Yep. The best thing that I can say is if you're looking to have fun, my two favorite bets to have fun 
I had fun last night with it. The first half over in a college basketball game, locking in on 20 oh. minutes and just looking for points. I got a big come from behind win on the first half over in the Purdue Ohio that State game. That looked dead. Oh, it was dead as can be. Pretty good. 11 Purdue. points at like 10 minute mark. Per Purdue hit like four straight threes in the final three minutes. It was absolutely electric. The other fun bet that'll Shelby. happen in the spring is a nerfy, no runs in the first inning of a baseball game. <laughs> wow. If you don't have four hours to watch an entire baseball game, nothing better than to watch one inning. And the final thing is, is with this launching in January 1st, you are thrusted right into the middle of college basketball season. We have long said on this show that betting college basketball is a different beast in entirety. It gets your blood pumping like no other. It's one thing. It's it. I, it's like when you try your first sip of alcohol. Most people get in with football. That is the natural light of gambling. It gets you the gets you the same place either way. When you do college basketball, that is a straight shot of Jose Cuervo. No salt, no lime. Get right into the thick of things. Let's rock and roll. Casey, you got a parlay for us. I do. Um, it's actually just going to be a repeat of what was on Not Too Picky because I really love this. I really Sling love it this again. one. Jacksonville, minus five and a half. Take that. Trevor Lawrence, over 235 passing yards. Ooh. I'll take that. Mm. And Evan Ingram to score a touchdown. Any point in the match. Wow. It is plus six. The match. They're the playing. Match. Paul, they're Paul, playing. They're playing football. Paul said that that he loved that yesterday on Not Too Picky. He said he was going to ride with you. I'll ride yeah. with you. I'll ride with you. We are buddies here. Yeah, I'm buddies. surprised. I'm surprised it's plus six hundred. We are betting, but I'll sprinkle some scratch. Just a little sprinkle, bit. Sprinkle. Sprinkle some scratch. I saw. I saw sprinkle Lure up in here. Wanted to sprinkle some scratch. Yeah, I got. I Lure got up wanted to. That. Everett Henry, <laughs> first drink of alcohol guesses for the host. Reed 13, Seho 10, Paul 17, Casey 22. I'll be honest, 16 for old Reader Roo. 12. 12? Seho family vacation. We Florida. are Catholic. Does this count as like when your dad gives you like a no, first, this is first my, this time is, when I was drunk was 16? This is my cousin oh, with a two liter oh. of uh, Dr. Pepper and like Probably Kentucky gentlemen mixed together. Love it. Poured a glass of that. That was my first drink. You guys are degenerates. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, look at me. I got a mustache. I'm gambling. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. Boom shakalaka says, who else sits with a calculator when betting an over-under? One good way to just track how good, how on pace you are for an over-under, look at the live line. Yeah. If, if you bet the, the total, if it's, say it's 138 and you look at the live line and it's now 130, that means you're behind pace. If it's at 145, that means you are well on pace. So keep checking the live line. That's just a little hint. Uh, Seho, you know Puck. Hacky. What do you got on the on the rink for us? All right, NHL tonight. The Predators are at the Capitals. Uh, the Caps average almost a full goal more per game mm -hmm. than the Preds. So we're going to go minus one and a half, and we're going to parlay it with an anytime goal scorer by Alex Ovechkin. He has been on fire of late. He's, he's on pace. And they're at home. He's had his last four games, he's had one goal, three goal, three goal, two goal. And then one goal, sorry, so that's five. So you're buying high. Buying high. Now the odds are plus 265, so if you put 10 on it, you get 36.50 back. Is what Ovechkin's doing on, in the NHL similar to what we saw Albert Pujols do this season? Or is he much better than Albert Pujols still to the, like... Uh, I don't like know. Albert Pujols was a role player that just hit some bombs this year and went on a, went on a tear. Is Ovechkin still a premier player? You know what's tough about Ovechkin's career as somebody that's 
from D.C. and has watched Ovechkin for, what, 20 years now? Yeah. If there was no lockout season back in, what was that, 2005? Oh, yeah. And then the COVID year, you're talking about a potential 1,000-goal scorer. And he's going to come up short of that probably, but he's across 800. Um, I, I to, to your question about the Pujols thing, I think he's probably still, still, a, better still a better player than Pujols right now because I think he still probably has a, a season or two left, um, and he's doing what he's doing right now. I don't think this is Ovechkin's last season, as crazy as, as it is to say. If that hits... What are the odds? Plus, Beauty gambling plus two thirty-five. What did I say? Oh, that was for the whole parlay. Plus, plus two sixty-five for the. What were you asking for? I was asking if that was just Ovechkin to score a goal was plus two sixty. Oh no, that is uh, minus one hundred five. He's minus one hundred five to score a goal. Yes, he's an awesome player. Yes, but if that hits, that'll be four zero this week on NHL bets. Does Kerry Underwood still play for the Nashville Predators? I don't. I don't think he. I, Miss Mister Mike. I don't even know his name. Regardless, so if you guys are new to this show, we do we round off the box lunch with, of course, picking where we're going to go Wait, to lunch. Did, did Casey give his? Oh, yeah, yeah Casey gave K- his parlay. Casey gave yeah, his yeah, parlay. Yeah. So we got all of our picks in. Paul zoned out. So we, no, no, I got it. We conclude <laughs> this show. We've got a bunch of new viewers today. We'll conclude it with the wheel of lunch. We're all going to give a suggestion on when we go to lunch. We give it up to the wheel generator. Chad, if you got anywhere that you think we should go around us, we're, we're located here in Hamilton. So... You know, we got pretty much any fast food or if you know some Hamilton local spots. Sir Boy Wonder was on it about 10 minutes ago already given the, the <laughs> suggestions for the next for the spot. What were you going to say, Casey? We cut you off there. I was just going to say if you're looking for something else, I might be doing another prop for like the Sunday games. We throw it in the oh, Discord? We yeah, throw it in the I'm going to throw it in the Discord because there's not uh, – none of the player props or anything like that is up right now on Betfred. I'm sure they'll come up here shortly after the announcements get made but until then so the last time that we will plug this at the top of the chat there's 218 still in here join that discord tomorrow we are going to be announcing two tickets to the Bengals um, Ravens game this Sunday you'll be sitting with all of us we'll all be going together we'll have what do they got Miller Light or Bud Light there they have both they they have Coors Light I think that's the most important thing that's good so we'll have a drink. We'll enjoy, we'll enjoy the game as the Ra- as the Bengals win by 46 and put this coin flip nonsense to bed. Wait, Reed, I want your opinion on my weekend plans real quick. Sling it my way, Big Pimpin'. I didn't know what time the game was going to be when we agreed to go. It's 1 o'clock. Oh, Do you know what the night before is? Cyclone teddy bear toss. Oh, be that's baby. Saturday? It's gonna, that's like a 7 o'clock uh, puck drop. So $2 beers. And we, oh, turn around, and we turn around and do the Bengals game at 1 o'clock. Whew. I thought you were about to ask whether you were going to decide between the Bengals or the Houston game at 3 o'clock. Oh, no, no. Uh, That's I'm a, a good pr- choice. Proud University of Cincinnati graduate. Love the Cats. Rooting for them. But I'll be doing that from my phone at Pig Horse. You love a different cat. I <laughs> 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 I will suggest it was put in the chat. I love this suggestion for the Wheel of Lunch. Billy Yanks, throw it on there. That place is fantastic. I love Billy Yanks. Gina's is always on there on a Friday. On a Friday. So put Billy Yanks up there. (laughs) Can we get Popeyes? Paul, what do you got for us? I was going to say Billy Yanks. Oh. Uh, Put, um... uh, Is there Popeyes? You guys don't like Popeyes. I I like Popeyes. I, I haven't had a good Chipotle in a long time. All right. 
Brandon I mean, I, said Popeyes. Chipotle from Chipop. What a Chipotle. We have some bangers. And then Casey, what do you got for us? The final one. Uh, well, I was the one that put in Genus, but um, there one more. In there. But Genus is a given. So yeah, let me let me think about this. Also, we keep talking up the Discord channel, which I didn't know what Discord was to begin the week. Last night had a bucket of Coors Lights, was placing bets, and it was fun to go in on that on the Discord and just kind of. Like oh, I said, I had so much fun watching the first half of that Purdue-Ohio State game as Purdue and some white boys were just draining threes at the end of the half. You should have seen at the Oak. Well, I'm calling it the Oak Sportsbook. Yeah. <laughs> over, over in Oakley where I live, the Oak Tavern, great wings. But they, uh, when that hit the over and it also hit Ohio State uh, or Purdue winning by one to two, which I had two. Oh, fantastic. Place lost it. You hit – you hit – Purdue to win by one or two points, and you hit Iowa to win by one yes. or two points. The Iowa, the Iowa guy throwing the ball with four seconds straight in the air. <laughs> Great move. Great move by yeah. him. Yeah. All right. Cole versus. We will announce around noon tomorrow. I don't know. The around exact, noon tomorrow. Around yeah, noon yeah, tomorrow. Around noon Trace, tomorrow. Trace will probably announce that. Trace also um, just, we're with you here today, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Tough day. Absolutely. Tough day for Trace. We got Culver's. All right. Throw it on over there. Oh, Culver's. I think this is a pretty good option. I don't like, think we can lose. Oh, uh, yeah, we could lose. There's one. We can lose. He doesn't like Popeyes. Yeah. Popeyes is bad. Dude, Popeyes though. slaps. What are you talking about? What I like about Popeyes, Popeyes is, Popeyes is their service. They want to keep you there. They, they don't want you to just give you their food really quickly and you eat it and no. get out. They want to keep you around. They want to hang out. What, Popeyes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the Louisiana experience, Southern hospitality. Uh, as a spin proud, that wheel. Spin that wheel. As a proud two-year resident of Louisiana. And Smell you later, come on, Culver's is out. Oh my God, that is on the line. Culver's oh, that was on the line. All right, oh, see you. It's like the Purdue was, over last see night. See you, Wisconsin. All right, Chipotle. Oh no! Oh. I've had it like three times. Guys, we got a sixty-six percent chance of, of getting winning. some great food. I mean, I'm happy with whatever. Get out of here. Great. Get out. No! Keep, no! No! God, no! 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 It comes no, down to this. No. Have you ever had the Popeye's chicken sandwich? It has, wait, wait, wait. Has there ever been in the history of this wheel a greater difference between the two options than Gina's and Jock, Popeye's? When Jocko's makes it to the end, that's, oh, that's pretty well, bad. That's... Spin that Ultra Ball. All right, here we go. Why are two fifteen people watching this? <laughs> Gina's. Gina's stay. We go to the. We're going one. to Gina's. Oh, it's a right. Friday tradition. We're going to Gina's. Casey, never been. Friday. Casey, bring it back on us. Oh, he's just Sayo's never been. Oh, baby, you're gonna We're have going a treat. Going to Gina's. Uh, Hamilton. Is it? Italian is that it's what the this Gina's is? Gina's sports book. It's a no better place to watch sports. That is true. That is. They got they got great TVs, guys. Is there soccer going on right now? I'm sure there's something going on. There might be some Ivy League basketball. Guys, this has been the Box Lunch. We thank you for tuning in. It was a great day here at Chatterbox. We'll be back Monday to talk about the NFL slate. Tom Show will be back on Monday. I'm Reem Mouse. Paul Fritchner, Brandon Seho, Casey McAllister, and, of course, Tracy couldn't be here today. We thank you for watching. We'll announce those tickets tomorrow. This has been a service of Betfred Sportsbook. Thank you.